Alright, we are back as a full squad and we have a great Valentine's Day show for you. We're going to get the missus in the mood and we are going <laughs> to nice. get some great beer pairings for you. But right after our favorite but theme song. I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast Nah, but I heard it on a podcast What you know about craft beer You were drinking Bud Lights last year I don't wanna showboat But I gotta go, bro Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers Yeah, I'm talking a boatload Never in a million years Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces Hmm what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast. If you like to wait two hours for one growler, you come to the right place. And if you need someone to mule your beers, Moe's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment. And that's the difference between Ben, Moe, you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is new correct new this is new this is new this is new correct 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 hey yo we are back new episode 32 mo 32 unbelievable that's you know one more than the last one we're that's, getting up there that's true yeah we're getting we're getting there we're almost at a at a full roster so i feel like when, once you hit like 50 you start getting like yeah I You're mean, like a legit, you That's know. a veteran. That's when exactly. we get up for the podcast awards. But mm. um, So we have a great show for you today. We're going to run down the tap list here quickly before we get into it. We will start, as always, with local releases and what are you drinking. We then go into a quick vocabulary segment. And we have a Valentine's Day segment for you. We're going to do some food and beer pairings. It's a top five. Top five food and beer pairings. Then we have a couple random house cleaning items, random beer topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, and we will end it, as always, with Shelfer of the Week. So we'll get right into it here. Mo, what are you drinking? Uh, right now we have Shades On Never Tomorrow, yeah. an IPA that you picked up over the weekend. we got a couple other things on deck. Um, I don't know what you what, we, what we're going to get into, but we could do the Proclamation beers. Yeah. Um, well should have teased that first i got a proclamation beer we can try nice <laughs> <laughs> um we also have uh short dark and handsome short dark and breakfast we were talking about doing a side by side with those um we could definitely do that tonight um or some tired hand stuff i got a couple couple cans we could break into so we got nice. some cool stuff to try tonight yeah i have a little bench adventures for you so a couple weeks ago i was in texas got a chance to try some of the local fare down there had some jester king had some community, which I found out is a great brewery down there. Don't know that. I, I had uh, hops and grain, which people suggested to me. Blue Owl, which was suggested to me as well. Makes some great sours. So that was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, didn't get out to Jester King. Just didn't have the time. Mm. It was kind of cramped. We didn't have a rental car either. So, That's uh, tough. It, it was a little, little more difficult than I'd like. Uh, but there's always next time. And... Uh, this past weekend, I went out to, did the famous Rhode Island trip. We went to Proclamation to start, got some cans, got some, uh, some beers. 
Went over to Tilted Barn. Nice. At the end, luckily they were still having they still had cans when we went there. What time did you go there? We went at the very they closed at four. We got there at three forty five and they still had Damn. cans. Damn. But I guess with them taking that week off the week prior, they still brewed. Okay. I talked so to Gary like... for like an hour while we were there too. Nice. Um so I have some interesting tilted barn tidbits that I think Sweet. are safe for off the air. Yes. Perfect. But, Love it. Um so I talked to Gary. I ended up getting cans there, and then we traveled over, stopped at Tilly's, had a cheesesteak, and then we went to Shades On. Uh, happy to try the new Shades On stuff that we're drinking now, and pretty good. Really, really cool facility. They seem like some good dudes, and the place was kind of bumping nice. at like five o'clock on a Saturday. So nice. Kind of going pretty good for them. Wish and, them the best for yeah, sure. Yeah, we do wish them the best, and they make some. I was telling Mo before we started the show. They make some real funky, kind of unique beers. They had a brown ale, a black ale. They had uh, a European term for a heavy beer, which I don't even—I <laughs> don't even know what it was. Yeah, you start losing me when you're talking yeah. European beers. I don't know that too too well. Saisons. They had an imperial coffee stout, which was that eclipse one that they got in trouble for <laughs> uh, that we that we talked about a while yep. back. But, yep. Uh, so we'll go into local releases here. Um, got a couple new places that we want to go over this week. Uh, out in East Hampton, Mass, New City Brewing. Um, I saw this on the the beer calendar that I got for Christmas. Nice. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check them out. So they do um, some really, really funky names, Mo. Okay? Okay. Let's see if you can pick out what these beers actually are. Okay. Signature IPA. That's an IPA. Yeah, that's an IPA. Yes. Session IPA. Okay, session. That's going to be like yeah. a more sessionable version. Yeah, but they, they also <laughs> do have uh, Fenway Froth. Okay, that's got to be a coffee stout. It's a smash, actually. Okay. Which is exciting. If you nice. Vocabulary word for you guys. And they make a Prohibition-style ginger beer, which is actually 8% alcohol. Really? Sounds really cool, yeah. so That's they, interesting. You love ginger beer. They're way out west. You said they're out... A little west of Springfield, right? Yeah, when we looked them up, yep. They were in the Springfield area. Even I didn't even know that was a town. They're ironically in East Hampton, but they're west of Springfield. Yeah, but so. there's an East Hampton, a North Hampton, and a South and a Hampton. South Hampton <laughs> but I don't know if there's a West Hampton. No, I didn't get just, that far, but... There's not. Very um, weird. We had a new guy join the uh, the noob group yeah. named Josh, head brewer for Coddington Brewing. So I did a little research on Coddington. Nice. thought we'd add them into the uh, new arrival. I like that. That's classic. Again. Very plain names. Okay. 21 beers on their website. Damn. All very plain. They have IPA, Golden yep. Ale, Session Ale, things okay. like that. Uh, some of the ones that sounded really great to me, they had a Best Bitter, which I always like the bitter style. Okay. Uh, nut Brown Ale. Nice. A Chocolate Porter, which everybody loves, and a Can't Barley Wine, which I'd love to check out. Barley Wine is life. They're in Middleton, Rhode Island. I'd love to learn more about this brewing. Josh, if you could reach out to us. Their website is codbrewing, C-O-D-D-Brew.com. So check them out. Uh, they look, their website's a little little old school, you okay. might say. It's not, not one of the fancy pants websites that right. the big dogs have. But, uh, Middleton, I, Rhode Island? Yeah, I tend to venture out toward, uh, toward the Newport area, so I can see myself hitting them up this Yeah, this I'd love summer. to go check them out, see what's up. Uh, up in Maine, Bissell Brothers. I'm heading up there this weekend. Very, very excited about it. Lucky. Uh, they are coming out this week with Industry vs. Inferiority. Nice. Substance, which is their flagship. That's your jam. Uh, I Lucky, which is a ginger IPA I'm a big fan of. Yep. And Reciprocal on Saturday, which is a hazier New England style. I'm hoping they still have Substance on Saturday when I go, but 
Uh, you know, yeah, big, they usually have like a, a shitload of that. They should. So, I mean, you you might be all right. They make it like every week. So. Yeah. And plus, I think people don't are kind of over there for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just use the air quotes there, and, and when I say over it, nobody's <laughs> yeah. over Bissell Brothers. But yeah, if, no, never. if we're over any beer from Bissell Brothers, it's probably substance because yeah. they just always have it. Not uh, to sound like a snob, but Crooked Current, as I brought up on the past couple shows, they do a rotating stout series leading up to Valentine's Day. Okay. They hit their peak. Their their uh, fan favorite. It's a chocolate cherry stout. Love it. They just ran out this week, but they have a new batch coming out on Thursday of this week. Really? I'd love to get out there. Some I point. know. I know. I gotta check it out. Uh, they're they're another website that's kind of kind of wacky, kind of out outdated. Tough to navigate. But, yeah, yeah, I've taken a look at that before because I wanted to to look up their hours or something i remember going to it and it was a little little clunky and they do all their releases via facebook they don't do any updates on their website but yeah it, it is what it is i mean uh, they're, they're probably reaching more people doing it on facebook yeah, it's I, like i feel I like websites so. are almost going by the wayside a little bit as long yeah. as you have the url that you know says your hours and your mm-hmm. basic information it's everything's on social media so nobody really gives a shit if your website sucks yeah but uh, Oxbow up in Portland, Maine, uh, has uh, Grisaka, which is a five percent American Grisette. Remember that name. I will. Uh, I will come back to that. Refer back to that later on in the nice. show. Nice tease. And also, I found this is a very very small world kind of segment here, and I think there must be some kind of backstory here, okay. if I'm not mistaken. But they're releasing a beer called La Parain, right? P A R R. A-I-N, which is a collaboration with Monk's Cafe in Philadelphia, which is actually where our friend Crit, and listener of the show, watched the Super Bowl. Okay. I found that like an incredibly like small world like kind of thing. Uh, so my guess is they that they a had bet. a bet. Yeah, a bet. So they are releasing this collaboration with Monk's Cafe. It'll be offered in Monk's Cafe as well as Oxbow. And they said Newcastle Taproom as well. For some reason, I don't know, Newcastle, we can get way into that. Interesting. Um, comes out the 19th of this <laughs> month. It's a QV of blonde, smoked, and spontaneous fermentation farmhouse ales. from uh, fr- All from Oxbow. That's what we've come to kind of expect from Oxbow. Anyway, yeah. Because they probably just recruited somebody else to make it a little more interesting. But everything that Oxbow does is super funked out so. yeah so i thought that was very cool and that's what i got for local releases i don't Fantastic. know if you i got heard nothing. Of anything crazy coming out um, nothing I saw that i've heard free of. rise come out today i like from that Trillium, but nothing nothing special there yeah it's that... a little early in the week we're we're recording this on a tuesday so yeah it's always tough a little tough to get uh to get your um early releases this early in the week but uh some of the bigger breweries have it so we will go into our next segment which is vocabulary uh, we teach you about a beer word and get you out in this week, you know, feeling good about yourself. You enter into a beer conversation, put one of these fancy words on the people, and uh, we'll let them, let them know. Mo, you got something for me? You yeah, got I, got a, I got one that awesome. if, you know, if your, your tease was appropriate, and I, I know you, it probably was, I assume that's where you're coming back to your word. Mine's actually not that dissimilar. Okay. Uh, my word is grouped. Okay. Uh, we're not talking about Guardians of the Galaxy here. Yeah, I believe I did this on a, pre- a previous Did you? Preview Damn! <laughs> oh, a- man. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. We've got too many episodes now. You did group? I think I did, yeah. Was this on the... Tre- uh, I'm remembering this now. This was on the Treehouse show, wasn't it? 
I don't know. And this was a, I feel a zero like, IBU beer, right? That's made with like spices and yeah, it's with yeah. spices instead of hops. Yeah, I think I did because Mayflower came out with a group. Oh so yeah, this was definitely in the car on the yeah. way to Treehouse. Yeah, yeah. That's All right, possible. so this is Groot. Um, it's a beer made with spices instead of hops. Okay, Ben, <laughs> your vocabulary. <laughs> when hosts I need to make a spreadsheet. I need to make a spreadsheet of what we've done and what we haven't. <laughs> So that we don't have these kind of issues. So my beer word is a very common word, but I, I found this interesting. Uh, my beer word is carbonation. Ooh, that's not what you... I thought you were going in another direction. No, there. you thought I was going with grisette? Nah, that's yeah, what I thought uh, you... I probably should have, but... Maybe I should have done grisette. But I thought carbonation is kind of an interesting word and kind of uh, kind of something that, that gets played around with a lot in the craft beer scene. and A lot of people just take it for granted. Sure. Um... But mainly what I wanted to get across is there's two ways to do uh, carbonation for brewers now. Um, they do forced carbonation and bottle conditioning. Forced carbonation is exactly what it sounds. Uh, they put it into a sealed container and then carbon dioxide is forced at high pressure. Okay. A lot like what a tap, right? Yeah, that's, that's like exactly what it is. Like a keg beer tap beer. Uh, they just add the, the uh, carbon dioxide. That's why sometimes... If their levels are off, the the tap goes a little crazy and starts pouring out foam. Basically pressurizes the keg so that the beer shoots out of the keg yeah. through the line and then up, usually upstairs to the bar. But. Exactly. Um, and bottle conditioning, a little more delicate. So what they do is they add a little extra sugar at the end of the fermentation process. They put it in the bottle and the natural fermentation of that beer eats the sugars, turns it into carbon dioxide which is um, additional carbonation and, luckily for us, additional ABV. Mm -hmm. uh, bottle conditioning in your cellaring segment that we did on an old show, perfect for cellaring. Um, really helps you increase the ABV in that beer and also levels out some of the carbonation. Um, something you don't think about too often, but carbonation right. in beer is, is an important part of drinking, and, and uh, it goes, can speak a lot to your enjoyment of the beer. Yeah, plus it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like if you know something about carbonation that somebody doesn't. Because, I mean, most of us just think of carbonation as, you know, the bubbles when you pour it. Yeah. Or the sound when you open a can, exactly. you know. But to actually know what the process is all about, you know, makes you sound a little more knowledgeable about, about beer. So yeah. that's good. And that's what we're here to do. Exactly. That's what vocabulary is. Uh, so we will post more about our words. Mo will post Groot. I won't post Groot. <laughs> you already have. <laughs> I'll repost your link. To our Facebook group, it's New England Weekly Beer Discussion. We also have a fan page that we've been posting our impromptu beer review videos on. Uh, we're not trying to be crazy beer review guys. We are just trying to simply give you more content and another way to promote the show. Yeah, I mean, just watch one. You'll see they're not very... Yeah. Yeah, mean, they're pretty laid back. Yeah, we say like, oh, this beer's good. Yeah, because <laughs> it is. It's if it like, is, I'm going to tell you it's good. It's mostly good. Uh, <laughs> but that brings us to uh, a great Valentine's Day segment. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up. I don't know how you guys are about Valentine's Day. Eh. Uh, Justine and I really don't do a big deal about no, Valentine's Day. No, we don't really Day. do it's, much. So it's kind of a it's kind of a gimmicky, like, young love, young love I think holiday. So. That's why Craig and Leon are going to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, but <laughs> Matching heart pajamas, I'm expecting. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> the picture by the fireplace of course uh so we're gonna do a top five for valentine's day if you're gonna go out or take a nice lady out or a nice man out either way it doesn't we don't judge we don't judge uh we want you to have some great food and beer pairings this year uh at the valentine's day dinner i'm gonna do my best to kind of give you some 
big names of what I'm talking about. Okay. And kind of what you can get on a menu maybe at a restaurant if you're lucky. Okay. Um, so we will start. I'm going to start with kind of... Uh, this is this is top five, so we need five of them. Okay. But I'm going to try to do it as best I can from, like, your entree into dessert, okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. Sure. So I'm going to start with, um, number one, my pairing, that something I think goes really well together, uh, is a nice gosa. I, love, I okay. love gosas to start the meal off. Sure. And I think that pairs... Great with fruit, which is a great Definitely. gift. You give them an edible arrangement. You have a nice gosa. Um, my favorite gosa that I would pair with fruit would be Westbrook gosa. Mm-hmm. They're out of Charleston, South Carolina. It's really, it's not super sour, but it has a, a good salt note to it. Sure. Which I think is really important to gosa. A lot of times now, they're just, that word's just lumped in with like a sour. That's true. For some reason. And, um, a, uh, what was the one that I just said? Uh, Westbrook yep. has a great salt note. Also, Lost Nation has a really good salt that's, note. That's probably my go-to. Well. Um, but you can find them. And if you go out to a, uh, a restaurant, not that you would order fruit as a main course, or, uh, I mean, an entree or an uh, appetizer. But, wow, I'm really stumbling here. It could be a starter <laughs> or something. It could, I don't could know. be a starter, but you'll probably see, well, like, a sour cherry from Victory or something. Yeah, you can see that out there. Or something like that. I mean, don't get too crazy with it. Just drink something really light to start your meal off Definitely. And, and mix it with some fruit. That's that's a great starting point. Um, if I was going to go, like, as a, a opening beer, yeah. if I was going to start there, uh, maybe, like, a, like, an appetizer or something something just light to kind of get your palate ready, Goza is a great place to start. I think a saison would be a good a good starting point for that. Yeah. Um, usually finishes real dry, kind of a, a good palate cleanser. Get your mouth ready for mm-hmm. the heavier flavors coming later on. Um, not that a saison isn't, you know, full of flavor. It definitely is, but I think it's more of a subdued flavor. It's got that little bit of funk. Um, kind of gets your taste buds ready to go. Yeah. Um, that definitely work with like a scallop appetizer or uh, you know any kind of seafood even like a salad or something would be a pretty good pairing with that kind yeah. of balance out those flavors pretty well yeah that was my second one i had saison paired with salad nice i thought that that was really good a lot of floral notes brings out some of the vegetables definitely and um some of the saison my favorite saison is uh sun shower from trillium Ooh, that's a good you one. won't be able to get that in, in many bar rooms no uh but you they do have a saison by allagash yeah I mean, a that's lot a of good places. staple Tank has a Saison out. I think it's a Saison Brett. Um, Saison DuPont. Yeah. You, you may I mean, see if it you some find higher it, places. If you find it, yeah. Uh, which is a, a traditional uh, traditional Saison. Does pair well. And it also, the Saison DuPont comes as a 750 bottle. Perfect. Which you know I love, Mo. Sharing. It's a perfect share. Yep. Perfect share bottle. All right. Uh, what do we have next? What's your uh, your fourth? My fourth or or which second, course here? Whichever way you go. I'm gonna you go started, like entree. You started with appetizer. Yeah, I I've already, I've gone the appetif okay. and then the appetizers. Now okay. you're now you're wherever so you I'm are. So I'm on. All right, I'm gonna think of like an entree here. Okay, you're going entree. I mean, if you're going like something chicken, I'm thinking chicken for dinner. Okay. Then just go with an IPA. I mean, don't overthink this. Exactly. Um, yeah. like something citrusy, uh, something with a little hop zest to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe some lemon or some grapefruit. Uh, really going to bring out the flavor of the chicken. Um, I think that's a great pairing. 
uh, something could be grilled chicken, could be sautéed chicken, doesn't really matter. Something like a shrimp, uh, chicken scampi or something like that. Mm. Be a real good chicken uh, piccata. Yeah, chicken piccata is nice. another good one. Nice, nice, nice juicy IPA with that would be perfect. Yeah, I had uh, I had an IPA <clears throat> for my entree as well, but I had a West Coast IPA. Okay. Uh, paired with uh, something smoky like a barbecue. Perfect. Or uh, you know, steak au poivre, something like that. Mm. Um, I think I, they're throwing the French at me here. I, know, I, I like know. it. Well, you know, we're out for Valentine's Day. Yep. You know? Gotta go fancy. Um, and I like the West Coast IPA for those because the, the bitterness cuts right through the fat. Mm. Uh, a lot of times you get a you get an overly fatty meal and the, the drink just goes by the wayside unless it's some nice red wine or a really, really bitter uh, bitter IPA would go well. Nice. Yeah, can't uh, go wrong there. I don't really have anything in mind. Maybe a Stone IPA. Stone would be good. Uh, something that you could get in a restaurant. Sierra I, Nevada. Yeah, I, I'd like to try some... anything. I I go on the on the menu, see something I haven't tried, and I try it. That's yep. usually where I'm at now. Yep. Check it, it off my... the untapped list. Yep. Exactly. Uh, next month, where you where you going for this? Now, and just to tell you in my list, okay. I'm in between dinner and dessert now. Now What's in between like that, dinner and there's dessert? There's like a brief, like maybe you're waiting for her to finish. Uh, okay. You're waiting for your place to get cleaned up type of thing. What okay. Are you, what are you going with here? Uh, that's a tough one then. Um, like an in-between, I would think maybe, I mean, you want to start trending toward the darker beers because yep. that's, I mean, that's where I want to finish. Yeah. I want, you know, I want what I want in the order that I want it. But if you're going to like <laughs> kind of build up to it, I would think like a brown would be a good, something okay. sessionable. Um, you know, what I mean, you're not trying to get messed up on this date, so you want to keep, you know, in, like an English brown, <clears throat> or even an amber would be a nice little like oh, sweet malty. note. Yeah, give nice. you some malt in the middle to kind of get you ready for dessert. Maybe that caramel, uh, bread, uh, that kind of uh, that kind of texture on a beer would kind of gear you toward your dessert, where you're obviously gonna close it out with something, hopefully barrel aged or nice. Yeah. Uh, see, I went I went a different route. Okay. I am trying to get messed up on this. Date. Oh, all right. So I went with a nice double IPA. I want something. Now's D- the time. DDH, something mm. where the hops are the star of the show. Lay it on me. Smooth and really, this is where you define how much room you have left in your stomach, Oof. and you fill all it right. with as much alcohol as possible Soak before it all you get up. to dessert. Okay. I can respect that. That that's what I'm doing. I, I'm thinking <laughs> something like doppelganger, you know, a tendril. I mean, you obviously won't be able to get these in restaurants, but well. Tendril. But yeah, Tendril, you can't get a restaurant. Tendril now. is available now in kegs. I if saw you're it. at a bar or a place with a good tapless, <laughs> you could probably get a single cut Billy Full Stack. There you go. There's another great double single IPA. Single cut would be a good one. We might see some Finback offerings out there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finback IPA, another great one. Um, and this brings us all to dessert. This is where it's closing time. Yeah. You know? I'd, I mean, I'd love a stout. Yeah. I'd love a porter if you have it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking if it's a stout, I'm thinking something fruit would be great. Okay. You got like a cher- like you mentioned a cherry stout. That's obviously a perfect right. dessert. That chocolate porter. Um, that would be phenomenal. Give me like a PM Dawn or yeah. um, what was that other one that we had? Pot and kettle. Yeah, pot and I kettle. mean that would be that would be nice perfect porter. Perfect dessert beer. Um, you know, even if you if you can't get something like that, um, if you're not at a restaurant that offers Trillium, yeah, I mean you're gonna have to make some sacrifices, but you could be. You could. I mean, there's always a dark beer on tap, yeah, right? or in bottles. I mean, I really don't want to go with a Guinness here. That's not really gonna do what you want it to do. Yeah, it's not gonna pair that well with a dessert because Guinness doesn't really have that flavor profile. 
Um, so stay away from that, I would say. But, I mean, really any, like, dark, roasty beer here would be great. Yeah, I went with a coffee stout. Okay. Uh, paired yeah, with some kind of chocolate. I think coffee and chocolate go very well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they always complement each other well. And um, a barrel-aged stout is really good on its own. Yeah. But I'm not sure it really pairs well with other things. Yeah. It, it sometimes it you. gets too cloringly sweet. Yeah. Um, so I like a nice coffee stout, something like... Um, you know the electric white stout from Revival is yeah. something that you could get in a, a lot one. of a lot of places. That's available in cans now. Yeah, yeah. I saw it at the store today. I hadn't noticed I've that before. I don't know how long that's been a thing, but a couple local spots. Um, but yeah, something with coffee in it. I'm sure you can find it. I every yeah. I think every company makes a coffee stout. Narragansett. Make sure it. make sure it's not thick. So not Narragansett. <laughs> <laughs> Just Scratch not that. a thin stout. The thing you want to avoid, thin stouts and uh, low-end saisons. Yeah. You things. really want to have something with a little body to it that's yeah. going to stand up to a, a chocolate dessert. Exactly. Or, you know, exactly. Something uh, that's going to coat your mouth, and if you've got a weak beer, it's really not going to work. Or you can always go with bourbon or, yeah. or whiskey or Hell scotch, yeah. whatever, whatever your uh, poison is stands the night. good. Uh, but that is our top five food and beer pairings. Uh, hopefully that kind of works your way through your meal. You understand what to order with what dish. I know we weren't extremely clear on that, but we, no. we tried to be. I was I was about as vague as humanly possible. Yeah. You were a little clearer. It's about as good as two guys talking about <laughs> Valentine's Day is going to go. Yeah. Going to be a podcast. That's, that's a, yeah. That, uh, yeah. When you put it that way, and dude, now we were let, lucky. Let's get to the good stuff. I got some random beer topics, Mo. Love it. That I want to kind of fire through. Things that have been hot in the forums. <clears throat> yep. I've been away for a couple weeks, so I really wanted to... To touch upon some stuff. Go. Um, number one, Night Shift is uh, taking a go at barley wines, Mo. They, mm. they came out with a barley wine this week called Gale, 10.9%. I saw this. Should be out this week. <clears throat> Mo, your thoughts and feelings on barley wine. Love barley wine. Yeah. Love some good barley wine. Um, and definitely something that I've just gotten, I mean, I've not gotten into, but started drinking a little more frequently. Um, now it wasn't a style that I really paid much attention to before. Yeah. Definitely, I feel like it's picking up a lot of steam in a lot of the beer communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see a lot of people with the barley wine as life. Yeah. Um, especially in the I think it's the Rhode Island group or maybe it's the New England group. I forget. Um, but definitely a style that's picking up some steam, and I'd I'd like to take a stab at the night shift version. Yeah, I mean, I I like barley wine a lot because <clears throat> again, sharing beer. Uh, gets the mission accomplished with a, a much smaller pour. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it is kind of an advanced stage in your palate. Uh, yeah. Like, you really need to to be in a a big beer drinker place to, to enjoy a barley wine. Because I think the average beer drinker is going to take one sip of a barley wine and yeah. be like, what the hell did you just give me? Yeah, it's not to be drunk like a beer. No. It's to be it's, drunk like a, like a sipper. Yeah, it's a, usually a like little. double the IP, uh, ABV of a normal beer. Yeah. So, I mean, this one's 10... 10.9, so... I yeah, mean, I mean, that's not going to kill you. No, I'm not going to kill you, but I mean, some of them can be 12, 13, 14%. <laughs> it's like a bottle of wine. So. Yeah. Uh, so, next beer topic, Mo. Trillium posted a picture on their Instagram story uh, of a cool ship that they're adding to their facility. Okay. Um, I wanted to go a little bit into what a cool ship is before I ask you this question here. Yeah. But... I'm, um, I'm not super familiar. I yeah, so a cool ship is essentially just a big open vat that brewers use for open fermentation or cooling the wort. Uh, it's a giant, um, usually tin or aluminum tin, 
uh, aluminum vat that they dump out the wort and it basically increases the surface pressure. Not surface pressure, but surface to air ratio. Okay. So it cools it extremely fast and efficiently. And also lets any of the flavors of the room go in. Hmm. A couple of interesting cool ship facts, Mo, off the top of my head. Nice. Let's do it. Uh, did you know that your your favorite, Anchor Brewing, yep. your family's favorite, Anchor Brewing, is the oldest brewery in the United States that has run a continuous open fermentation? Uh, see, I took a tour of that brewery when we were out there. Yeah. Um, and when you said Cool Ship, honestly, that was the first thing I thought of. Mm-hmm was anchor but i didn't know that that's what it was called yeah they like literally opened the windows even on the side of the brewery and just let the air come in and that's just there's no cover on it there's no anything it just it just sits there yeah because i thought that was crazy one of the things about open fermentation is they say they want the taste of the room yeah the taste of the area so anything that that gets in there that might add some additional flavor i think he might have actually even said that during the tour like we want the flavor of the room to get in here also allagash is the first brewery in the United States to use Cool Ship in the traditional method. Interesting. And that we've talked about on a previous show, Two Roads building their new experimental facility. Okay. They installed the Cool Ship as well in there, so they should have some new stuff. Maybe it's like an up-and-coming coming thing. Out. And Trillium, uh, Trillium does some great sours, and I expect nothing different from them. Yeah, that might um, get... That might, uh... With their Cool Ship. So my real question was, Mo, do you enjoy Cool Ships? But you sound like you haven't really tried a ton. Well, I mean, apparently I have. Yeah. Since Anchor brews that way. I mean, I've tried a few of Anchor's beers, but yeah. I'm, I'm not super familiar with, with the style or and definitely not the process. So, I mean, I kind of got two vocabulary words today. Yeah. Nice. So, so okay. carbonation, learned something about that. Learned a little bit about uh, cool ships. So Yeah, so be on the lookout for Trillium's new cool ships. Um, next topic, Monkish. Fifth anniversary party coming up March 10th. Uh, tickets went on sale today. Today is Tuesday the 13th. Correct. Um, I really looked into this, Mo. I was so, so close to, to pulling the trigger on this. I can't believe that. Uh, but they're, they're flying in imports, and they'll have over 50 different beers, including, um, they said, Cantillion. Yeah. They will have Trillium, Other Half, The Veil, and others will be there all celebrating. They got a permit from the town to shut down the entire parking lot. It's from 2 to 6 p.m. Um, hmm. So I, I I have an answer to this next question, Mo. But, um, <laughs> Apparently you do. <laughs> what would you pay to attend this event, Mo? In practical <sighs> terms. I mean, probably... I mean, not what it would have cost to go. Yeah. Um... I mean, just to fly out there. I mean, we were talking about this off the air. Yeah. Flying there, hotel, you're going to eat out. At least, I mean, you're not going to go, like you said, you're not going to go for one day. Yeah, like, yeah. Why you're going to go for at least a full day mm-hmm. other than the day that you want to be there in the first place. So now you're talking two nights in a hotel. Now you're talking two dinners, two lunches. Yeah. You're going to go out and get messed up at some point. So, I mean, realistically, that's like a vacation, but you're probably spending what you would spend on a vacation over two days yeah i did uh i looked it out for me and my wife to go out there for to leave on friday uh and then head home on sunday it probably would have cost around 2400 bucks yeah money that i just don't have to spend on a four-hour beer event right um 
But hey, maybe I'll make the tenth anniversary. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> do, do they do these every year? Is that? I mean, they uh, must, right? This is like, the the fifth, and I remember Treehouse did a big fifth anniversary party yeah. that we unfortunately missed too. Um, I mean, but, I'd probably, I could probably talk Jess into. I mean, now it's different too because we got the kid. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that's even harder. But I could probably have talked her into it if it was like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen hundred, maybe. I, if it was but a thousand, like, I would have done it. I, if I it think was if it was a thousand, thousand Jess would have wanted to do it just uh, because she knew I wanted to really do it. Yeah. But I mean, the baby changes everything, man. Don't have one. Yeah. I mean, do have one, but you know, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next topic, uh, Selden <clears throat> Beverage, uh, this is hot off the presses of the Rhode Island Craft Beer Farm. I like this. Selden Beverage posted a picture on their Instagram account very stupidly, uh, with an insane can collection for sale, uh, included single cut, right, which is normal, yeah. Treehouse, and Trillium cans on their shelves. Posts immediately taken down, not before screen cap though, and sent to the Rhode Island Beer Forum. Mo. Quick question, if you can give me an estimate. You were in this field, uh, more on the wine end than the beer, but yeah, uh, what would you estimate the shelf value of a beer like Fort Point? Truly. Um, I'm just going to give you a plain old Fort Point. Okay. I'm what, thinking what you could you th- probably do like $30 for a four-pack. $30 a four-pack. It's so like eight bucks a beer. Okay. I eight think that would, be, beer. that would be realistic. I mean, honestly... I would consider paying that. Okay. So I feel good about that. Bright with Citra. I mean, now you got to be getting up into like the $40, $45 range, I would think. Ten Maybe a can. even. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Ten a can. Uh, Haze. Well, I put Haze up a little higher, so I mean, <laughs> now I think you're probably getting into like the $60 range. Yeah. Like 15 a can. And green would probably be in the same realm. Yeah, probably right there with Hayes. I think as far as quality and my personal favorites, that's where I would rank them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Selden, uh, yet to see the repercussion of this, but that that wasn't I don't even really understand right what they were. I don't know if it it was probably like the the guy that owns the store like went on a run and then just put it out there like he was actually gonna sell it, but I, it looked like the trillion cans actually had price stickers on. <clears throat> So I, I would be curious as to see, but Selden's out of New York. Imagine if you're just, like, getting gas in New York, and you're like, what oh, trillion of trees? <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be cool. I wonder what he was charging for. I, I'm going to try to find that picture, because I did not see that in the forum. Yeah. Um, Proclamation. This could have been a local release segment, but I wanted to save it for this topic. Yeah. They released Breathing Life into a Dead Ghost, yeah. which is a rehash of the uh, hallucination ravings that they came out with. Uh, collab with Burlington Beer Company. Uh, it is that same beer, but aged in stonecutter gin barrels. Yeah, I got one. Mo, I I too <laughs> have a bottle. Oh, you do? But yeah, nice. but did you try it yet? No, I haven't. And have you ever had a beer that was aged in gin barrels? Uh, yes. Uh, Barrelhouse Z makes one. Nice. Uh, Sunny in seventy nine. What did you think of it? It was very odd. You got like a lot of juniper. Yeah. But from all the the posts that I've seen, you don't get that with this one. Okay. It's yeah, not yeah. like a super junip- junipery. Yeah. Somebody beer. said that they wish. I, yeah. I they wanted like a gin bomb, like yeah. in your face. Yeah. Um, I heard that it's not really like that. I haven't tried it, so I can't say personally. Um, I have heard that it's super sour. Yeah. But um, that was from Mux. So I mean, I don't. I don't know what he considers super sour. Like, yeah. you know, some no, beers I like I drink, and I'm like, holy shit, this is puckering, and you're like, eh, yeah. it's like tart. 
I mean, the so, hallucination ravings. I haven't tried was, that either. Was very sour. Okay. So I do anticipate this one being sour. Probably why you don't get a ton of gin notes because you can't taste it through the the, sour, the lip puckering. Sourness. Uh, but the Oxbow Grisaka, when I went up there, they had the regular, uh, regular Grisaka, and they had a gin gin barrel aged stainless steel conditioned Grisaka. Oh shit! As well that I got to try alongside it, and that's why I included it in uh, well, local releases. Uh, and that is my gin-aged uh, beer story. Nice. Uh, and I had one more trick up my sleeve, Mo, in the beer topics. Oh, shit. Uh, Russian River. Ever heard of them? Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. Uh, Pliny the Younger came out this week. Oh, shit. Uh, and they had it released. Uh, this Saturday was day nine of the release. The line was up to eight hours long. Holy hell. You're allowed three drafts per person. Have to drink them in person. You cannot take it away. What is the longest that you would be willing to wait in a line? And would you ever wait eight hours in line for any beer? All right. Well, I'm going to assume that this is a line like I hear goes on at other half where like people are drinking in line. Uh, it like, looked like a party. Like, like it was literally extended like blocks of like that's in city streets. Eight hours is so long. And people like camping, people like camping chairs. They were like talking to each other in line. It looked Dude, like a work like day. a tailgate thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a whole work day that's in a line. Whole work day. Yeah. Um, I mean, for just for drafts though. Yeah, three drafts. That you Dude, if you're talking like day. drafts and like you're getting some cans to come away with, yeah, then I feel like yeah, all right, eight hours is a crazy amount of time to wait in line for a beer. But given a circumstance, I feel like I would do that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, if it's just draft, I mean, I'm thinking like, I, I wouldn't wait more than two hours. No way. Yeah, I mean. And that's like. The only reason why I think it was eight hours because this was the Saturday session. Yeah. It's probably one of the last Saturday sessions that you can right, get. Right, right. Um, I'm sure if you went on like a Thursday or something, it would only be like three hours. I know that doesn't sound like a short time, but it, I mean, it is when you compare it to eight hours. That's Yeah, I mean, that's better. But yeah, still, that's nuts. That's my guess. So, is there any beer that you would wait eight hours for? That's a real question. I mean, I guess if I was going to, it would be for a beer like that that I would will literally never try. Yeah. Unless you go to the brewery and wait in a line like this. Yeah. Like, you have no other choice. Like, mm-hmm. unless somebody smuggles it out and sends it to you in, like, a flask or something. I mean, <laughs> you're really, you're screwed. You're never going to try it. So, yeah. I mean, I guess if it was going to happen, it would happen for them. Or for a beer like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd probably wait in line a long time in, at Monkish to get stuff. Yeah. I mean, that would just be a cool place to go to. And I've looked it up. They're not close to any of my friends that I know in California. So I, I know I'm not going to get any beer <laughs> the easy way. I'm going to have to trade for it or at whatever. At least the but... weather's nice. At least the weather's nice out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is the end of our random beer topics. That, that got us pretty good and caught up over the past couple of weeks. I think so. Know? Yeah, that's a good kind of what's going on around anyways yeah and what else is going on we have another radio show coming up next week uh on tuesday no nah, it's the wednesday 20, it's the 21st i know yeah, that wednesday so the it 21st. is wednesday 9 p.m on yeah. uh, 990wbob.com i'll be sure to say that right uh as pat i'll be pat yeah pat pat uh, mo show <laughs> We will have the guest Adam Askew, which we we're nice. gonna get in touch with later on tonight. We gotta kind of let him know what's going. Yeah, we gotta on. have a beer with that guy. And uh, I don't know if we'll have, we'll have time to have a beer with him, but um, so check that show out. It should be a lot of fun. We're gonna make the show notes tonight. 
And then uh, we'll get Adam on. He's big in the Rhode Island craft beer forums. Yep. Hopefully he can keep us surprised with that. Uh, super nice guy, too, so I can't wait to have him on the show. Um, so check that out. We'll post the link in our Facebook group as well, New England Weekly Beer Discussion. Uh, and it brings us, Mo, to the end of the show. Our our closer is uh, this cat's going kind of wild. Yeah, he's gonna go he's, he does speed. that sometimes. Now you understand how he made it in the wall that yeah, day. I, I do. He probably <laughs> ran through it, Harry Potter style. Uh, but shelfer <laughs> of the week, Mo. Shelfer of the week. We want to get you to the liquor store when you don't have the chance to get to breweries and get you a nice, refreshing beer that you won't be ashamed of trying. Uh, hopefully something that we have tried before and we enjoyed. Did he turn the light on? Yeah, it's a censored light. Oh my god. I was like, what is He's going nuts. into this cat? If he knocks over anything in my cellar, I'll kill him. Um, so, uh, Shelf of the Week, Mom, what do you got? What's your shelfer? Um, I went to a brewery that we are both pretty familiar with uh, yes. out of Connecticut, uh, Stony Creek Brewery. Okay. I saw something at the liquor store today. Almost pulled the trigger and picked it up, but um, I was kind of on a mission. Time constraints. Didn't want to spend any more money. Um, double ruffled. Never seen this before. Me either. It I must be it. at least semi-new to the marketplace. It has a bunch of ratings, though, on Untapped, so maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe it's just new to our market. Okay. Um, it's an IPA, uh, New England style. It's uh, 8.2%, so I would really probably put it in that double IPA category, but they don't. Um, El Dorado, Azaka, and Mosaic Cops. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a couple, couple bangers there. The Mosaic's going to give it uh, some fruity notes. Um, they call it a juicy tropical, uh, juicy tropical fruit bomb, balanced bitterness, clean and crisp finish, mango, blueberry somehow. I don't know where blueberry comes into play hmm. and bright citrus. Okay. Um, so actually they do call it a double IPA at the end, but at the beginning they call it a new England IPA. So nice. it's, it is a double, definitely something worth picking up. It was like 1350 for a four pack. So Not relatively bad. cheap. Um, but, you know, Stony Creek does some pretty good stuff, and nothing that they do is really bad. Yeah. All all pretty good stuff. It's a three nine, three nine eight on Untapped, so that's actually pretty good. Nice. I have a 4 out of 5 rating on Untapped. That ain't bad. So pick it up if you see it, because I'm kind of curious. Double ruffled. From double ruffled. Nice. Yeah, which makes sense. That's a double IPA, double ruffled. Duh. Yeah. I mean, I have two kind of <clears throat> weird ones for you. Uh, my first one, little little sentimental. Uh, it's the Stash IPA from Independence Brewing out of Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, went down there, and the only really beer that I had a chance to pick up for myself was from a local liquor store. And I guess Stash IPA from Independence is a it's a bigger distroed beer down there. Okay. Purple Can. Got it at a local barbecue joint as well. Pretty good IPA. Pretty good solid uh, staple IPA. I don't really have anything I would compare to. Maybe a Sierra Nevada okay. that we could get. Uh, you may be able to get it. I'm not sure how far out it's distroed, but if you do see it, Stash IPA from Independence Brewing. Uh, it was a nice little IPA to commemorate my Texas trip. Nice. Um, and the next shelf of the week that I would mention uh, is on the come up. Uh, it's a big news story for us. A local liquor store yankee liquors uh is getting toppling goliath 
New to the state. Yeah, West Coast, they're new to the state. Yeah. They put out a lot of great beers. They're doing, what, a release party this weekend? Yeah. No, it's next weekend. Next weekend. The 24th, I think. Where they're going to have the Brewmaster out here. If he's really, you think he's really the Brewmaster? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of curious about this. I don't know who's carrying it distributor-wise, but... I would think it's got to be Craft Collective, but yeah. I really don't know. Well, I'm, the, I'm interested. I I might take a peek out there. I've had the Pseudo Sue from them. Yep. I've had the Sumo Supa, another bottle from them. Very, very good stuff. Colin uh, brought one once to, uh, I think it was 4th of July. Okay. I forget which one it was, but it was it was phenomenal. Yeah, they do they do good stuff. Good West Coast IPAs. Kind of that musty, danky yep. uh, bitterness, but... Uh, really pretty good. Go well with your uh, with your entree this Valentine's Day. Uh, this cat's going wild, so I'm kind of in fear for my life. So yeah, he might we're gonna get out of here. Yeah, we gotta get out. Um, and we will see you next week. Our radio show. I'll post it yep. commercial free for you on iTunes. Wednesday at nine o'clock. Be sure to check in. You can probably call in the phone line, so we'll give you some. I'm just making that up. Yeah, we, I don't know if they'll know. allow that, but... If we get a phone call, shit, I'll take it. I mean, as why, long as it's not Tom. Why wouldn't they take it? Doing uh, that freaking old lady <laughs> voice, whatever. All right, so we'll see you next week, guys. See ya. We are back as a full roster, and we have a great show for you today. A lot around the world with Jesus. That's all right, you know? Jesus. It, you took a week off. And this wasn't <laughs> going to just be like, jump back on the bike. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. All right. All right, we are back as a full squad.